Another video. What? During the week? And the same clothes from the round table? What More the fuck? Content that's not just cut from the round table. Crazy. What? Premium it? content. Turning over a new leaf. My goodness. Whoa. Uh, guys, today it is that time of year. We are going to tell you our top 10 movies of 2022. Yes. Uh, our personal favorites of the year, if you will. Um, this is very exciting. I love this time of year, especially as we get into Oscar season, which next week, I believe, we will have our Oscar nominations predictions before the actual nominations come out at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. uh, so here's how we're going to do this. Nick is going to read his top 10 with any honorable mentions that he may or may not want to do. And then I will read mine. Crazy how simple that was. But, Just do uh, our own little, like, quick little notes, too, of it, each one yep, kind yep, of if, vibe. Yep. Yeah. As little or as long as you want until I cut you off. All right. Nicholas, for me. top 10 movies of 2022. All right. Coming in at number 10, I have Jordan Peele's third film, Nope. Interesting. Yes. I found myself leaving the theater the first time, unsure how I felt about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I felt like I was missing certain pieces and everything. And I went back and saw it a second time because I was like, I had to miss something. Mm -hmm. And boy, did I. And upon the second watch, I was like, man, this is so good. And I think that overall that movie is something that kind of stuck with me throughout the year. Visually, with certain concepts that they did, was so unique to the film. The tension, the mystery that was kind of built around it, the performances, I thought were all really great. Um, the reason it's kind of so low, I know I've seen a few people's lists where it's higher. Um, I think it's still my third favorite of his three i think i like get out and us each more mm -hmm. funny enough i think i might have them actually in one two three order get out us nope yeah fair. um but yeah so that's definitely number 10 for me uh coming in at number nine i have clerks three okay and so my my list kind of the way I, I constructed it was kind of a mix of movies that I think are actual, you know, technical down to the most minute detail. Fantastic. And then there's also kind of movies that stuck with me emotionally and also movies that I just had a general good time watching. Mm -hmm. Clerks three was one that stuck with me emotionally because Dalton and I saw it together and both of us were messes. Yes. Um, and I know that the Kevin Smith movies typically aren't for everyone and mm -hmm. i've had my kind of back and forth relationship on a lot of them mm -hmm. but clerks 3 was something that came at a time where i was kind of experiencing a lot of what the characters were dealing with mm -hmm. obviously minus you know all the pot smoking and dick heart, and ball jokes attacks. and all the heart attacks <laughs> you know but just kind of what the characters are going through um it was just something that i was able to immediately buy into and it grasped me for the whole movie and mm -hmm went to emotional depths that I was not expecting Kevin Smith to go to. Mm -hmm. And for it's, the actors who haven't really done much outside of Kevin Smith's movie to be able to reach and execute to the level that they did. Yeah. And for that, it is my number nine. Now, number eight, remember I mentioned the fun ones, the unbearable weight of massive talent, because <laughs> God damn it. If there's a Nick Cage movie that comes out, it's coming into my top 10. I believe uh, pig last year was in my top five actually. Yeah. And that was genuinely like a fantastic movie. It is. That being said, as is the unbearable weight of massive talent, you have Nick Cage playing Nick Cage <laughs> and him and Pedro Pascal. I would argue Pedro Pascal might actually be better in the movie than Nick Cage. He is a great, uh, and the two of them together. I want more. 
I would watch the two of them play the exact same characters in another sequel to this. What that would be, I don't know. But overall, a great time. Um, coming in at number uh, seven, I have Pearl, which I think you were also a fan of, given the posters behind you. What? I don't know if the, I don't know if you guys can see him, but it's he has a Pearl poster. I have a Pearl poster up. Um, the more I kind of thought about, because I I, I kind of swapped that position with a few different horror movies that came out mm-hmm. uh, the past year. Barbarian was in it at one point. Uh, Scream was in it at one point. The Black Phone was in it actually for the longest time. X even and the more I kind of thought about it Pearl just what they were able to do with the budget that they had and Mia Goth's performance which is going to anger me when she gets snubbed at the Oscars because I know it's coming oh yeah but if she got not nominated I would fully be on board um I think that the character study in it because it's not really a horror movie even I would say it's a very intense like character study. Yeah, there's some kills, but like it really builds up to that mm-hmm. as sort of a catharsis as opposed to like X was a slasher. Yeah. You know, Pearl didn't feel like that. It was, and it was interesting the way that was framed of we saw the killer in X and now we're watching the origin story of the killer. You don't really get that too often until you get like 10 movies in and you're striving for content. Yeah. Jigsaw. Um, <laughs> but um, I think the performances, the set pieces, the design, everything about that was so good. Uh, coming into number six, I have the Northman because Viking epic. Fuck yes. <laughs> uh, that movie ruled. It had fantastic action sequence some of the best cinematography that i've seen this year yeah um wonderful performances by uh the scars guard fella oh yeah that that, that young one there's so many hold on let me pull up the (laughs) what's his name alexander scars guard um nicole kidman ethan hawk anya taylor joy willem i mean a stacked cast great cinematography a great revenge story at its Mm core that was awesome mm-hmm. they fight with axes on a volcano naked naked <laughs> how's that not instantly five stars yeah um so that is my 10 through 6 uh going into my top five number five we i have the batman directed by matt reeves composed by michael giacchino starring robert pattinson zoe kravitz <gasps> colin farrell <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> and Paul Dano as the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have watched the show before, or if you are tuning in for the first time, because you were like, what do these dumb fucks have as their top <laughs> ten? I fucking love the Riddler. That is my favorite Batman villain and one of my favorite comic book characters. It's discussed extensively here. And the fact that we got a good one, another good take on the Riddler, because Jim Carrey, of course, knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but just tonally what that movie did... And stylistically, visually, everything about that is what I've wanted from a Batman movie for so long. Like, I wanted that deep, noir, gritty feel to it. And the world building that it was able to accomplish in its runtime. Um, to have, you know, Robert Pattinson, who everyone was against as Batman, but I was like, absolutely. Not us, baby. Absolutely, he should be Batman. Yep. Um, Go back and watch the episode. And he knocked out of the park what they were doing, what they built. And I'm so excited for the second one. Um, I've rewatched that one, I think, three times this year. So I'm a fan, to say the least. Yes. Uh, Coming at number four, I have Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. I was very happy that I was able to see this in theaters instead of on Netflix, even though I've lamented many a time on the show about if you make a movie for streaming, it should be on streaming. Um, 
Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc is iconic. Um, comparatively to the first Knives Out, I still do think I like the first Knives Out better. I didn't care for any of the characters in this one as much as I cared for any of them in the past one. But Daniel Craig is great. I think it did the thing that sequels do where they scale up and everything's bigger and bolder and more twisted everything. But I think that Ryan Johnson was able to do that very organically and it felt real for the world of this movie. Um, that being said, when Daniel Craig goes on his monologues, as in with any murder mystery, I'm fully on board. Um, I think that the cast all did a great job. I think the twists were well executed. Um, I hope that we do get Benoit Blanc in a Muppet movie. Fuck yes. Because I've been on board with that and now everyone's running with it, but it's fine. <laughs> Um, but overall that was, that was a very entertaining film that I'm looking forward to rewatching to pick up on twists and see what I can find. Uh, now the top three, and I'm coming in in third. I have the menu because the menu fucking ruled <laughs> and no one was expecting much from it. Um, and I think that Ray Fiennes gives one of his best performances. All of his performance are his best performance. I will say that out the gate. Uh, but his character as the head, this head chef, his trauma, everything was fantastic. Uh, you have Hong Chao, who was also in The Whale. Mm-hmm. I think she gives a better performance in this than The Whale, personally. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, always great. Nicholas Holt, always great. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Nicholas Holt right here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was a very elaborate yet simple concept that I think was executed very well. I think the screenplay was very tight. Um, I think the execution, the direction style, the twist, the tension building, it was like the most intense movie, like tension wise that I felt this year going in of like, what's going, what's going to happen next. I genuinely don't know. Um, and you go into some weird shit at the end. And also I just love food and cooking. So that movie also, I was able to get a quick into as well, but I think that it delivered on what it promised, uh, coming in at second, which is interesting because it's a lot of people's number one, uh, is everything everywhere all at once. Um, that movie was unlike anything I'd seen in a while. I think it was very creative and such a shift with what you can do with a small budget. Um, I think that uh, Michelle Yeoh gives a fantastic performance. It gave a short round back. Ki-Hee-Kwan? Ki, Ki, Ki-Hee-Kwan. Um gives an Oscar worthy I think everyone gave Oscar worthy performances and I love Jamie Lee Curtis as well and everything. Mm-hmm. Um Stephanie Hazu is the daughter. Um I've seen getting a big uptick for awards recognition mm-hmm. and I'm very excited about that. Um and the Daniels direction and stylistically and just tonally having the voice that they had and taking the swings that they did because they were working with such not really many constraints. So they were able to take these big swings that I think paid off, but at its core still having this emotionally centered story about this family, but most specifically this mother daughter dynamic and the multiversal aspects of that dynamic, I think played beautifully for a wonderfully emotional family centric story amongst all the craziness. Now, at the flip of that, my number one of the year is The Banshees of Inishirin, which is arguably the simplest plot out of any of these movies listed in that it's about two guys who one guy says, hey, I don't want to be your friend anymore. (laughs) And the other guy's like, why? And he goes, leave me alone or I'll start chopping off fingers every time you talk to me. (laughs) And you're like, how do they get two hours out of this? 
and then it ends and you're like, holy shit, why are there not two more hours? Mm-hmm. All of the actors from Kelly Condon as the sister, Barry Keegan as this like farmhand, um, Colin Farrell as the lead and uh, Brennan Gleeson as the second lead, his co-lead, the friend, um, all give these wonderfully, wonderful performances. Um, very reserved. They, they're not doing anything crazy or elaborate. They're not, you know, they felt like real people. Um, and the conversations, the dialogue was witty and upon rewatch also heartbreaking with how they were able to balance the comedy from the drama and kind of just that misdirection of the two. Um, and I think that it is personally, I think it's a lock for screenplay. Um, and I think everyone should be nominated. Um, that was a movie that I laughed, I cried, and I've been thinking about since I saw it more so than all the others and therefore is my number one of the year. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very, very much, sir. So um, Nick knows every time I make a list, I always struggle because I like a lot of movies. I like like the movies and I don't want to limit it. So we always try to battle me to get a top 20 and then he, he negotiates me to just do 10. So I do have some honorable mentions that I'll say in no particular order. But before I do that, I'm going to quickly do this, Nicholas. There are some of you who like a certain movie who are clicking on this video to see if that movie made the list. Yeah. Here are a list of movies that I didn't see, that I really wanted to see because it's been a fucking busy year. Here are movies I didn't see that you will not find on the list. RRR, Till, The Outfit, Bones and All, 13 Lives, I Want to Dance with Somebody, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, She Said, Women Talking, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, White Noise, Decision to Leave, All Quiet on the Western Front, and Smile. Have not seen those. I have not seen any of those save for Pinocchio, which was very good because Guillermo del Toro is amazing. Yes. I plan on watching these eventually, but mm-hmm. with the timing, didn't have a chance to see them. So if you're looking for those movies, you won't find them. I apologize. Now, I'm going to quickly do some honorable mentions. Last year, we did a top 20, and I was very upset because I only made a top 10 and then had to improvise yes. my 11 through so, 20. Yes. So now this is the this is the karma. This is the compromise. But to be fair, I won't I do have them ranked and I'll show you later, but I won't say them in the order mm-hmm. of 11 through 20. Here's my quick honorable mentions. Movies that did not make my top 10. I think some of them are going to surprise Nick. Honorable mentions. Clerks 3. Prey. Barbarian. Nope. Scream. The Northman. The Fablemans. X. Black Panther 2. The only one that shocks me is Clerks 3. Really? I can see your argument for all of those, but I thought you were with Scr- me with the emotion. Scream was almost there. Was Scream 11? Yes. <laughs> it was. But with that down, here is my top 10 movies of 2022. Number 10, Tar, starring Kate Blanchett. Um... Now, I do have, might have some recency bias with this because I just saw this movie today. Mm-hmm. Easily the best directed movie of the year. I am comfortable, more than comfortable saying that. Easily. Of the movies I've seen. Who right? directed it? Do you it's a guy know? named okay. Todd Field. Okay. This is a guy who studied directly under Stanley Kubrick, who was actually in his last movie, Eyes Wide Shut. He played a piano player, I believe. And if you told me that this movie was locked away... And it was a movie that Kubrick made that didn't get released. I would have believed you for the most part. It feels very Kubrick. 
Kate Blanchett is going to win the Oscar hands down. And there's other people I'd like to see win. But, like, this performance is next-level shit. Mm-hmm. And Kate Blanchett is amazing. We all know this. In everything, yes. Yes. And she already has two Oscars on her shelf. This is the best performance I've ever seen her give. It's She's so great in it. The movie is long. It's about two hours and 40 minutes. It did not need to be that long. You could have shaved some time off of that. But each shot is a painting. The shot construction is immaculate. The performances are bar none. And this character, it is a character study of this fictional music music composer, conductor. Mm-hmm. This character is so fascinating. And you don't know how you feel about him. Think about it if you saw the movie Whiplash, but it was told from J.K. Simmons' point of view. Okay. It's kind of like that, but directed Kubrick style. So you're like, this person is a piece of shit, but I'm also kind of rooting for but them. But maybe because, they're not. But maybe they're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except in Whiplash, he's definitely a piece of shit. <laughs> in, in Whiplash, yeah. he's just a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah. But he doesn't need to be redeemed because yeah. he's but, the second But you lead. do understand him. Yes. So yeah, Tar makes it in on number 10. Okay. Number nine, the menu. Also really like the menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only issue with it is I thought that the first act was a bit poor in a way. And that one, to me, it just... Because I think the rest of the movie looks very beautiful. I love the set of the kitchen. I love all of that. I thought it looked ugly. Now, granted, maybe it was the theater I saw it in. Because the theater I saw it in was shitty. But I quickly kind of watched it again at home. Not the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But I felt the same way. I was like, there's just something about this beginning. Now, granted, from a story perspective, it sets up very nicely. I like all the twists. I like all the payoffs that it has. It's a great movie. It's why it's on my list. But the only thing that kind of brings it down for me is the thing to get it going failed to me. It felt almost like they were intending to have it start at them arriving and it didn't play well on test screens like fuck we gotta get we gotta get them there it felt like that a lot okay my number eight Mm. avatar the way of water i still have not seen it this movie has the same problems that the first avatar has and that its script is kind of lazy with its exposition Mm -hmm. narration a lot of you know things that you're just kind of like oh my god the Navi feel real, but the human characters feel fake. That's still all valid, which is hilarious. (laughs) This movie, genuinely exciting in its three-hour runtime. I've seen over 3,000 movies. This is the best visual effects I've ever seen in my entire life. It made me like a 3D movie, and I hate 3D movies. Mm -hmm. The action is superb, and the story itself... I was so much more emotionally invested than I was in the first film. It opens up more into the world, and I actually enjoyed living in the world in this movie. Where always in the first movie, I was kind of half and half in and out with it. Mm-hmm. The performances are still great. The story is much better. The action is insane. It's a beautiful, beautiful film. Makes my list at number eight. It would be higher if it just worked out those kinks that the first movie also had, which I hope they do. In it's got the, three the more movies to iron that out. Yes. Number seven is Pearl. 
Right yeah, on. made my list. Right on. Fucking as, love this as movie. It movie is great. Mm-hmm. They still won't release 4Ks of this or X. I'm going to have to fucking bite it and get the Blu-ray. No, it's just, fine. Just, just hold off for Maxine and get the three-pack. If they haven't done it for <coughs> these two, I don't think it's going to happen. That's fair. But I've double-dipped before. Not a problem. Works out for me because when he gets the 4K, I get the Blu-rays. Yes, but um, (laughs) Pearl, you said everything that I'm not going to harp on it. Mia Goth, Mm -hmm. incredible. Ty West, I thought X was also a good movie. It's in my 11 through 20. Yeah. Uh, This is an even better film. The fact that they came out in the same year. In the same year is crazy, and I'm glad that A24 let them do it. And they were both decently successful. Yeah. Not crazy, but decently successful. I mean, when your budget's a million bucks, you're pretty much guaranteed a profit with a horror movie like that. Exactly. So Pearl yeah. gets number seven. Number six, The Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, everything you said, I agree. Um, I do think it is a bit long. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i not comparing for... I don't mean to compare for the sake of comparing. I don't think it's the best Batman movie. I think it's the third best. And that's still pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. And it's enough to be in the top ten of this year. Um, the cinematography is stupid. And I will be upset when it doesn't get nominated. Because it so deserves it. Mm-hmm. This movie is beautiful. And score. Yes. Um, although I don't think the Batman was on the short list for the score. I don't know. Which how. is crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, beautiful film. Very well done. Action sequences were great. Gotham City was great. The story was really interesting. And it was the take on the character that myself included have been waiting to see. And it did it mostly well. This was the first time Gotham felt like a character to me. Fair. I see. I felt Gotham as a character in the Tim Burton movies, mm-hmm. but not as much of a character as it did in Matt Reeves as the Batman. Yeah. And Matt Reeves is the Gotham surpassed Tim Burton's as my favorite Gotham city. Mm-hmm. It is the best. And I like that the movie is grounded, but it's not necessarily realistic because people get those two words conflicted. They don't mean the same thing. Yeah. The movie is very much in its own fantasy land. Like Gotham city is not a real place. No. But it felt grounded in that place. Yes. And it did a very great job doing that. And I enjoyed it very much. So Batman's number six. Number five, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Mm. Unlike you, I do think it's better than the first movie. I think it's much better than the first movie. And I don't dislike the first movie. Yeah. But I think this is a major step up. Um, The characters, to me, were a lot more interesting. The way it told its story was interesting. Because what you think the mystery is about is not what the mystery is about until it is. And I find that fascinating Mm -hmm. that they kept me on my toes in that way. And um, the fact that it is a just completely different movie from Knives Out, I think that it was the most impressive factor for me. Because I was worried it was going to be just a repeat same exact thing. And it is not at all. The Literally the only thing that's the same is Daniel Craig. Yeah. That's it. Even from a stylistically, it looks kind of different. I mean, not completely because it's still a Ryan Johnson movie, but it's felt like a different, completely different thing. And I think it did it even better. So that's my number five. Number four, Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Love this movie. Did not think I was going to love the movie as much as I did because I think the, the first one's fine. It's fine, right? I miss Tony Scott. It's fine. Everyone's dad thinks it's great. That's why I'm pissed that Top Gun Maverick is so good. Because my dad was so fucking amped for 
for Top Gun Maverick. We were at Comic-Con in 2019, yeah. 2019, when they dropped the trailer, and he fucking was a kid in a candy store. He was like, fuck yes, this is going to be one of the best movies of the year, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, dad, like, whatever. And then I watched it, and I was like, god damn it. <laughs> fucking. It's so fucking good. Shit, you know? And uh, I I think it's going to get a Best Picture nomination. Mm-hmm. So serious. How do you feel about all the rumors of Cruise for actor? There's merit. There's merit. Okay. And I, it would not shock me. Mm-hmm. Could I think of five people better? Sure. Can I think of five people with more buzz? No. Mm-hmm. He's not going to win. But he might squeak in. But he might squeak in as that fifth spot. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because it's exceptionally rare. I, the only time I can think of it is Black Panther, where a movie gets a best p- picture, but not either director, screenplay, or actor. One of those. And I don't see it getting screenplay. Maybe directing. It should get best directing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And I think the other one would be actor. Okay. So Just throw it a few different yes. places. Top Gun Maverick number four. I mean, just the real combat makes all the difference. Yeah. But it tied in with an interesting story. And the fact that Tom Cruise cares so much. I mean, between that and Avatar, it. they literally saved movie theaters. So, yeah. I mean. Especially this year. Yeah. Uh, my number three, the black phone. Ooh, okay. Yes. Go off. It is that high, and I'll tell you why. I only gave out three A plus movies this year. Black phone was one of them. Is it the third? <laughs> it was, <laughs> which logically makes sense. Black phone is a movie that when I saw in theaters, one, it was it was an amazing theatrical experience. Mm-hmm. Like the audience was in the movie. I was into the movie. It was a crowd pleaser, but it was also interesting. It was scary. It was unique. I was fully in the story. The script is tight. So much good in this movie. Great child performances, which you don't see that often. Ethan Hawke is terrifying. Amazing movie, right? Mm -hmm. So I see it. I think very highly of it. But then I start hearing, sometimes you let other things kind of cloud your judgment. And I was high on this fucking movie when it came out. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong about it. Right? Maybe it's not as good as I remember it was. Mm-hmm. So I watched it again at home on Peacock with the mindset of I'm ready to dislike this movie. Yeah. Fucking didn't. It's still great. <laughs> Loved it. Again, it was awesome. Scott Derrickson crushed it. I love this movie. Emotionally, really connected with me. And all the little subtle stories it tells as part of its larger story underrated and of course it's not going to get any awards not contention because why would it it should though to me it's the third best movie of the year you lucked out with this one because not only with scott derrickson leaving dr strange not only did you get your number three movie of the year Mm -hmm. you also got a sam raimi dr strange movie fuck yes which is literally just the only thing that just works like which by the way was 21 (laughs) <laughs> if you must know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, number two, The Banshees of Inishiran. Mm-hmm. Everything you said, I agree with. It f- was such a human story mm-hmm. that you can't do anything but be in this movie. Like, if you can take a story as simple as this one, and accomplish the audience wanting to know what's coming next at every turn, 
you've accomplished something incredible. Uh, everything you said about the performances, all true. I think they do all deserve to get nominations. And Martin McDonough has never been nominated as a director. And he should. I think it should be this one. How th- this man did not get a directing nomination for Three Billboards is insanity to me. Do you know when you look at something and you're like, yeah, I really liked that movie, but you don't really do kind of a deep dive on like the creative team. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know Martin Mc- you know, McDonough. Yeah. And then you start looking at it and you're like, fuck. Yeah. This guy might be one of my favorite directors, actually. You know, yeah. you're looking at yeah. Three Billboards. You're looking at... Um, in Bruges. In Bruges. You're, you're looking at, at Seven, seven Psychopaths, which is right. And I'm like, holy fuck, this might actually be my favorite working director. I've yeah. given all these five stars. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. Yeah. And uh, his screenplay, again, I think is going to be a lot, especially for um, original, unless it's based... I don't know if it's based on a play. I don't think it is. Mm. I'm thinking that because I think he used to write plays. Maybe that's why I'm thinking It's a that. lock for either of them regardless. <laughs> yeah, for, for a nomination for sure. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic movie. Very human story. And I've lived in small towns. God, they nail it. <laughs> Everyone knows everything going God, on. God, they nail thing, it. Yeah. But just it's the little stuff like him coming into the bar and the bartender being like, oh, where's your friend? Like that. And then when he tells him what's going on, and he goes to another random person, and that random person's like, oh, I heard you guys aren't being the best of friends right now. Like, it's just like that kind of shit was yeah. just like, like handled perfectly. Do I have perfectly. no privacy? Yeah. Also, I watched it again, and there's so much shit in it that I missed the first time that made it even better the second time. Oh, I'll have to rewatch it again. Which I'll tell you in a minute. Yes. Number one, everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Such a unique film, such for a low-budgeted film, that not only keeps your attention the whole time and it's a pretty long movie mm-hmm. needs to be the length that it is doesn't hold back on anything it's fucking nuts this movie's crazy that it is but you're on the ride you strap into the roller coaster and you just fucking go for it you laugh you cry it does everything for you and even it does something where the main plot almost dissolves into what the main story is and you don't care because it did it so well. Mm-hmm. Like, it offhandedly mentions how the villain of the film has their power and what's going on. Like, just in, like, a mention. Yeah. You don't care because you're just like, this is thrilling. <laughs> like, everything I'm seeing is excellent and wonderful and grand. And it drives it all the way home. And this has one of my favorite movie lines of the year. And it's one of my favorite movie moments of the year. And Kihu Kwan will win. Will not be just nominated. He will win Best Supporting Actor at the Academy Awards. Ooh. Calling it now. And it's going to make me cry when he gives a speech because he's adorable. Was your line the taxes one? Yes. <laughs> so good. What was the moment? That moment too? or No. Um, I don't want to spoil it. When... People are trying... It came out in February. You know what? Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) When uh, the daughter's trying to go into the black hole and the wife is... The wife. Michelle fucking yo. The mom. Is going and killing people with kindness. Mm. Because the husband's speech before of like, that's how I fight. Yeah. Is killing people with kindness to get to her daughter to save her life and then everyone helps her. Like that was fucking unbelievable. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. So yes... That's my list. Thank you for sharing your list, Nicholas. Hey, thanks for sharing yours. I love doing this. Please, what was your 
top 10 movies. Top 20. Fuck it. Put a top 20 in there. I'm going to fucking see them. <laughs> what was your top 20 or top 10 movies of the year list? Leave them in the comments below. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next week with our Oscar nominations predictions. Or on Thursday for our movie review. Yes. <laughs>